0: Welcome to Ulcerative Colitis, Autoimmune Healing Journey. I am so glad you're here. I am your guide, Jay India. You guys have been writing to me, making my day every day, practically saying this podcast has made such a difference in my life. You're the reason why I am getting out of bed and I'm able to process this flare. It's been so inspirational hearing your stories and from you and to hear that you know what I've been going through is what you've been going through. So a lot of my stories resonate with you and you're like, "Oh yeah, that's exactly what happens to me too." There is so much power in hearing that we're not alone, right? That has helped me as well. It's been a very cathartic experience. So please keep writing me. Please keep DMing me. I love hearing from you. I always write back and I always write back fast. I think the people who've written to me can definitely say that. I do want to do a little update from the last episode where a listener wrote to me, and I appreciate this, and said the author who wrote The Carnivore Diet, Sean Baker, His medical license was reinstated in 2019. So just make sure you research that. I said it was taken away in 2017. It's now been reinstated in 2019. So just uh, make sure you research that and research him if that's something you're interested in. And I love hearing about all your diets because I've had several people DM me and tell me about their diets, which are all different. And it's just so great to learn from. So what I've learned from doing four podcasts is you can easily burn out and I want to save myself from burning out. So I've done now, this will be episode 19 and I usually drop an episode every week, but I have a lot to do in the next few weeks because of this book I'm trying to write for a conference and the whole thing. Because of that, I have decided to take a small break, a couple weeks off from this podcast. The next episode after this one will be Thursday, September 8th, 2022. So I just want everyone to know I'm taking a couple weeks off and that will be a new episode. And I should have my Calprotectin results by then, my blood work, my ferritin number. I'm being tested for H. pylori, so I'll have all these fun <laughs> health updates. Oh my God, I sound like a 90-year-old. So the best thing you can do is just subscribe to this podcast because it actually really helps the algorithm, especially on Apple Podcasts. So just subscribe and then you know when a new episode comes up. But again, the next episode after this one will be Thursday, September 8th. Today, this is episode 19, my ulcerative colitis diet plan. Please note, I am not a doctor or health professional. Also, as I've talked about in the past two episodes, my diet is individualized to the present moment. I may come on this podcast in three months, six months, and say I'm doing something completely different. I may have gone vegan, which I don't think is going to happen for me, or I may have gone opposite and gone carnivore diet, which I don't think is going to happen for me but you never know. So I want everyone to understand the diet I'm talking about today is when I'm recording. This is August 24th, 2022. So if you're listening and you're like, wait a minute, you just did another episode on diet and it's in 2023, just know things change. My body changes, your body changes, and what works for me now may not work for me in the future. Please note, I am not vegan or gluten-free. I eat meat, dairy, and gluten, so I just want everyone to realize that ahead of time. My goal for my diet is to reduce my inflammation as much as possible, so I try to eat as clean as I can, but I also believe we're humans and we need treats. I used to date someone who was a biologist, and I, I'm sorry if I've said this before, but I'm going to repeat it, this little story, and he told me how mammals in the woods, like bears and foxes or whoever, yes, they, they eat, you know, the their diet of whatever seeds plants um maybe they're carnivores or they're meat eaters but when they can find honey or a berry or something sweet they gorge on it so it's not just humans mammals in general need treats so i firmly believe in that yesterday i had ice cream from a dairy with decent ingredients i wouldn't say the ingredients were amazing but so far so good i am digesting them well I am a barely an everyday cook. So I want people to realize that when you hear about my diet, please note that I keep things very simple. I barely cook. I am in no way, (laughs) shape or form a chef. (laughs) That's just not who I am. My absolute no-nos are processed or industrial seed oils. So again, I've said this several times before, these are your canola, corn, soybeans, safflower, sunflower, all those oils, even if they're marked as organic, I cannot eat them. The way they process them, my body cannot handle it. The other day, for example, I was desperate and I ate a bagel from Panera and I woke up with a migraine. I was nauseous, exhausted, and sinus issues, and it's still continuing. So usually it takes five days to leave my body. So that's why it's not even worth me screwing with all this because I'm down for, not down for five days, but... Half the day I'm resting and it's just not worth it. So that signals to me that Panera makes their bagels with processed canola oil, which I've looked into how bagels are made today and they're now putting that canola oil in. So if anyone has that problem, beware. I try my best to avoid white sugar, though I will have some cane sugar, as a treat, for example, I had ice cream yesterday. I avoid caffeine. I have never done well with coffee. I tried an experiment a couple weeks ago with decaf coffee. It was pretty much a disaster. And uh, yeah, so I'm avoiding that. I don't like agave or dates. I think dates look like little cockroaches. They disgust me. I I never understood the date thing, but I guess it's just me. People love it. Even the taste, uh, when something has dates in it, it's too sweet for me and I don't like it. Agave, I find, has a weird taste. It's not my cup of tea. I do like honey and maple syrup, but I find them addictive. So to me, if I have a little bit, and I've talked about my sugar addiction many times in this podcast, I will just go crazy. So I've got to, you know, just... And really exclude honey and maple syrup from my diet. For some reason, they just, they turn on my sugar glands or whatever. I know that's not even true, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I drink from a copper water vessel throughout the day because drinking from copper is supposed to really detoxify and clean the water. So I'm a big subscriber to that. But also I'm noticing that I'm not drinking a lot because I've cut my sugar down so much that I need to actually drink more because when I used to eat a lot of sugar, I was drinking constantly because I was constantly thirsty. But now I'm noticing I'm not drinking as much because I've pretty much taken, I mean, a lot of sugar out of my life. So that's something that I am working on is drinking more water. I try not to drink from plastic bottles. I think we all know that when you open the plastic bottle a little bit from the cap, when you twist it off, the plastic goes in the water. And there's some type of statistic where it was when I listened to the Omega Institute's plastic seminar, and I think they said we drink, if we do something like that, we're basically ingesting from all the plastic that our food is stored in and our drink, that we are ingesting something like a credit card worth of um, plastic a month. I mean, think about that. That's not good. (laughs) Almost all the food I eat is organic, humanely raised, free range, the highest end food you can possibly get. And I pay for that, you know, in regard to money, meaning I pay for that. It's it's not cheap, but I also don't eat a lot. So I feel like money-wise, I'm doing okay with buying food because of that. Okay, so let me start with what I eat throughout the day. For breakfast, I'll eat eggs cooked in butter or ghee, and I will add an Indian masala. For those of you that don't know what masala is, it's a combination of spices, so I use a masala from a particular Indian brand I buy from and it has all those good spices like uh, turmeric, which is so anti-inflammatory, ginger, which is so anti-inflammatory, cumin, coriander, things like that, uh, cardamom, and I'll use a masala like that. And you can make your own masalas as well. And so I sprinkle that on. I have also sourdough bread with butter. I'm a big fan in cooking with butter, eating with butter. The oils I cook with are butter, ghee, and olive oil, just so you know. Also for breakfast, I will have oatmeal. Sometimes I'll have gluten-free oats. Sometimes I'll have normal oats with almond milk. I also do overnight oats, but I don't add any maple syrup or honey because I don't want to wake up with the sugar. So I just put in almond milk and oats and keep it overnight in my fridge starting the day with sugar leaves me wanting more I remember I was watching the documentary with um, Stanley Tucci about Italy I can't remember the name of it tasting Italy it's something like that in some of these provinces they start the day with a large pastry I can never do that because then I just be wanting more and more and more throughout the day That's why I don't start the day with a smoothie because forget it, then I'm just addicted to sugar throughout the day. For lunch or dinner, I will do stew. I will make a stew or braise vegetables. And braising vegetables is really simple, you guys. I'm barely a cook and I can easily braise vegetables. All you do is chop them up, put them in a pan. I do it with olive oil I let them brown a little bit for five minutes, seven minutes. And then you pour water on top of them. You put a lid on top of it and they simmer for my stove's old. So 25 minutes, if you have a nice newer gas stove, probably more like 15 and they're mushy and they're soft for our colon. And that's the best way for me to eat vegetables. And then I usually add, you know, salt or Indian spices or something like that to the vegetables. Again, I am a very simple, plain eater, so I don't go crazy with sauces or anything like that. So the healing vegetables for ulcerative colitis, especially are, from what I've read, are purple potatoes, leeks, and sweet potatoes. I am a big fan of purple potatoes and leeks in particular because I swear when I eat them, It just makes me feel so good. I really feel that way. The other vegetables I will put in a stew or braise are carrots, celery, white potatoes, red potatoes, green peas. If I have a stew, I will add fresh hamburger, chuck or hanger steak, or sirloin, or any other meat that I eat. Just so you guys know, we process our own cows. We have cows. And we process two to three cows a year and we eat the meat, but we also have customers who we sell the meat to as well. So I know where my meat comes from. I know where my animals come from. I am very involved in the process of from getting the animal to the animal's birth to it being in my freezer to my dinner table. And one day, I think I want to do an episode on that. Uh, I'd love to talk about that. I'll be honest with you, I'm a little scared because I had put something online once about, you know, something about a steak and people came and attacked me, people who are very humane and I understand, but if they took a look at my farm, they would see, we treat these cows like our own children. We massage them. I'm not even lying. We have the big animal vet who comes and helps them when needed. Uh, he's told us how great we are in regard to how we raise these animals. We pet them. We, some of them are so well-trained, we can take them out into our yard and they'll just eat the grass from our yard. You know, we take them on a little leash like a dog. These cows have the best year and a half of their lives. They're extremely humanely raised. So I just want to say that. Okay, so I also eat Applegate. I I wrote incited. Okay, that makes no sense. Oh, uncured. (laughs) Oh my God, spell check. Okay, Applegate uncured beef, hot dogs. I eat them as well. I do really well with them. I eat chicken, pork, baby back ribs in particular. I use Stubbs original barbecue sauce because they don't have any of the processed oils in it. I highly recommend that one. Again, it's Stubbs, S T U B B S original barbecue sauce, I eat chickpeas, red lentils, pasta with butter, high-end pizza on occasion with minimal tomato sauce because of my acid reflux, Annie's mac and cheese, quinoa, brown rice, white basmati rice on occasion, I eat avocado and avocado toast, guacamole, and I pick around the tomatoes. I also eat frozen fruit and fresh fruit. Um, not a lot. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't do a lot of fruit and I use a frozen fruit for smoothies. Occasionally I never start the day with a smoothie anymore because again, it just, it just triggers my sugar addiction. So I don't do that. I'll have a smoothie more in the late morning or afternoon. And then I actually don't have a smoothie past 5 PM because it wakes me up too much, too, too much fruit just wakes me up. With the smoothies, I like berries, mangoes, dragon fruit, or Pattaya. Dragon fruit is amazing for iron absorption, and I have really upped my dragon fruit, and I'm finding that my iron absorption is much better. I only put fruit in my smoothies, so I'm not someone that puts the kale in and all of that. I used to, and it caused me problems. I add the Ayurvedic or Indian spices, so spices like... Um, turmeric, ginger, cardamom, cinnamon. I'm big into cinnamon. I love it. I also sometimes will add hemp chia flaxseed. I add aloe vera juice for anti-inflammation, coconut water, almond milk. For drinks, I only drink water. And I drink a small amount of orange juice for iron absorption because I take my ferritin with it. I also will drink herbal teas, including turmeric, ginger, chamomile, I also heat raw or unpasteurized milk, which is supposed to be good because it gives your gut all the vitamins and minerals that are taken away in the pasteurization process, but I also understand why that may freak people out. And then so I heat it for five minutes in a little pot, and then I add turmeric, ginger, cinnamon, and cardamom, and I drink it like that. Because in Ayurveda, which is the ancient... Indian system of mind, body, soul. And again, I will do an episode on this down the line. I keep saying that, but I just have to have the time to get all the information and do it. But yes, so I subscribe to Ayurveda a lot. And in Ayurveda, they say you should always heat milk before you drink it because that way it takes out that frothy quality to where you're, you're frothing and you have sinus issues and throat issues, and I find that that's true. And then you mix it with the spices, you can digest the milk much better. For treats, I have an incredible organic juice and smoothie bar near me. I will have a banana, peanut butter, cacao, oat milk smoothie, I will only have that, let's say once a week or once every couple weeks because my body can't handle that much peanut butter. I have a terrible reaction if I eat too much of it. Cacao, I'm happy to say my body is now able to digest. It wasn't able to six months ago. I will chew a bit of gum with xylitol, which I know is crazy and is not great, but I'm dealing with waning off a sugar addiction. I am trying to wane myself off this gum And I only chew a couple pieces a day, but the problem is the natural gum that I've ordered online all has cane sugar. And that's even worse for me addiction wise. So it's like, what do you do? And then something I do when I write, I have this terrible habit of chewing on pens. I've been doing it for years. I have six, my six, uh, front teeth, are porcelain crowns. I paid a lot of money for them, so I don't want to chew on, you know, pens because I don't want to break a crown because that's like twenty five hundred U.S. dollars if I break a crown, right? <laughs> Obviously. So, what's better, you know, chewing on a couple pieces of gum or chewing on pens and breaking my crown? So again, I have a problem with that and for those of you who are like just quit the gum and just quit the pens and all of that i just want you to know that uh it was episode 13 i believed i talked in depth about being sexually abused as a child one of the unfortunate side effects is that i'm f- fidgety i'm a fidgety adult I am a fidgety person when I, you know, have to do these daily long tasks such as writing. And I've asked a therapist about this who agreed and said, yes, I see this as, you know, a lasting effect of someone who's been abused in that way. You're just, you're just fidgety. I've noticed that in Zoom meetings too, people can sit there like statues. I fidget around. I'm always fidgeting. And that is one of the after effects and that's with the pens and the gum. And as a child, I was sucking my thumb, sucking my finger until I was 12 years old. So I just wanted to say that, you know, I'm trying to get myself away from these habits. I'm trying to stop these habits, but it's more psychologically subconsciously based than people realize. As a treat, I will have ice cream occasionally, but I cannot keep it in the house. I have learned this. I will go crazy if I keep it in the house. Every once in a while, I'll have a chocolate truffle or two when we go to this candy shop that we like in a town that we sometimes visit. And I just wanted to give you two small recipes that have worked for me and I really enjoy. If anyone looked on Instagram today, I put up a casserole, which I'm trying to experiment with casseroles. If anyone has a good casserole for me, please DM me. I would love to you know, see a good casserole or know about one. But the one I made that you can check out on my Instagram at two inches off the ground has boiled eggs, cooked hamburger, boiled white basmati rice, boiled carrots and parsley, And if you can see, it's not a casserole where it's layered. It's a casserole where it's done in rows. So it looks really pretty. So you have the boiled eggs in one row, and then you have the hamburger in one row, and then you have the rice, and then you have the green of the parsley, and you have the orange of the carrot. So it looks really pretty. And you can, again, see that on my Instagram. My other recipe is something my friend, it is not something I developed. It's something my friend calls AV or Ayurvedic pancakes. And in a blender, you can do equal amounts of either split red lentils or raw mung beans. That's M-U-N-G, which in Ayurveda, they're the most, I would say, healthiest bean you can find and have incredible effects. So if you look up mung beans, uh, you can see that. I'm not the biggest fan. I think red lentils taste better. So... You have equal amount of lentils and raw basmati rice. So usually I do, you know, half cup to half cup or cup to cup. And then you add spices. Remember those Indian Ayurvedic spices I talk about? You grind up the mixture into a fine flour and you put in a jar and you can store this in your fridge for up to a month. And then to cook, you do three tablespoons of flour, that flour mixture, with three tablespoons of water and it's going to resemble a paint or heavy cream and then you taste to see that it's seasoned well and with a heavy cast iron pan you heat it up not too hot you heat ghee in the pan and make sure the bottom is fully covered with the ghee you can do this with butter I guess if you want to and you spread the batter so the pancake is thin And it has brown edges and the underside should be crispy. It takes around two minutes. And then you flip and you add more ghee if it's dry and you let the pancake cook less than two minutes. And then you just eat it right off the pan or you put it on a plate and you can serve it with yogurt. You can season it with salt and dill weed. That tastes really good as well. But if you eat beans, that is an easy thing to do. Very easy. I haven't been doing it as much as I like, but I'm going to go back to doing it. So that's something that really is good to have in your back pocket as well. So I just want to reiterate that things may change down the line. This is my ulcerative colitis diet plan today. I plan on learning more soups and stews for this fall and winter and hopefully casseroles. I would like to add more foods back in my diet. That is a serious goal of mine and hopefully it can happen. I'm curious to see my Calprotectin results. I'm curious to see ferritin results and I will let you know that. So I am back with an episode on Thursday, September 8th, 2022. Until then, I will be available over DM. You can email me at freespiritpodcasts at gmail.com. And uh, what else? That's about it. And how I end every episode is, you know, when you have that perfect shit, that poo that just slides out of your body, we call that a green heart in this household. So I hope every day for you is a green heart day.